0: hey everybody and welcome back to the hunt the wild podcast i'm your host adam bolds and today i'm joined with brett morris of blue river bow hunting uh brett was on actually episode one of uh, the hunt the wild podcast and i wanted to bring him on and do a little bit of recap of his season um we're going to talk about maybe a couple things we covered at first in the last episode or the first episode rather um so if you didn't catch that episode um We'll cover kind of maybe why Brett got involved in bow hunting and podcasting, um, but if you've already heard it, maybe you can skip forward, and uh, yeah, we'll get into it. How are you doing, Brett?
1: Oh, not too bad. Not too bad for a Thursday. I'm ready for the work week to end. I thought I was going to get to do some uh, some muzzler, muzzleloader hunting this Saturday, but looks like I have to go to work on Saturday, so... Oh, no. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, I'll get back behind the camera uh, Sunday, so... Hopefully it all works out.
0: Um, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. We uh, we had you on episode one. Um, you took the podcast virginity, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I told you in that that episode that we'd get get you on and see how your season went. So it'll be fun to look back and see like kind of what you said then and maybe what actually played out. But yeah. for anybody that didn't catch episode one. Can you kind of tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you're from, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, um, um, I'm from Indiana. Um, me and my buddies started uh, Blue River bow hunting uh, a couple years ago. We bought some uh, filming equipment and got into the whole YouTube and that sort of thing and uh, just focused mo- mostly on bow hunting whitetails, but we also do tons of other things duck hunting turkey hunting anything that were gets us outdoors and lets us have a little bit of fun but uh you know we always wanted that one extra thing that let us have some fun after that and uh the podcast is a perfect platform to do that and i have a blast doing it you know it some kind of sometimes it can be difficult finding people to get on and do that with you maybe they're a little scared at first or maybe don't understand the podcast game But once you get them on there and you get them talking, then they have a blast and they don't, they always want to do it. You know, like my neighbor, Adam, I finally got him to do a a podcast with me. And now he's hooked. He's, he's texting me every night. Hey man, we getting on a podcast tonight or what? I'm like, well, we got to line it up, man, but uh, we'll get there eventually. You know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's funny. Uh, People are always nervous to come on and then always at the end of the show or after the show, we might talk a little bit and they're always like, man, I'd love to come on for part two. If you need somebody for part two, I was like, wait, two hours ago, you were scared to death to come on here. Now you're begging to come back on. I was like, yeah, it's it's a, it's a fun time. Um, how did you get involved in bow hunting? Is that something you picked up as a kid or is that something you picked up later in life? Um, I
1: got into deer hunting in general, probably when I was, um, 12, 13 years old and I would go with my dad, my uncle and, uh, my grandpa a little bit, and uh, I just started going with them on deer hunts, mostly during gun season, or whenever they wanted to take me and that sort of thing. And then um, my father gave me a oh Oneida Screaming Eagle was my first bow ever. And, you know, I was just having fun with it, shooting in the backyard with everybody when they got their bows out and stuff. And I just felt in love with the challenge. Really, um, you know, anybody can shoot a, a deer with a gun you know, or whatnot. And it was just, I, I enjoyed challenge in general. I think that's why I enjoy filming Whitetail so much because it's a, it's such a big challenge to get everything on film. I mean, you almost have to do more than the person behind the weapon when you're behind the camera to get everything on film. But I think I just fell in love with the challenge of everything. And it just, uh, started running through my blood at a young age and, I'm 32 years old now and I haven't looked back and I enjoy every possible second that I can be behind my bow, which we'll get into a little bit later, but, uh, it's, it's such a, uh, a challenge for me. And I love every second of it. I actually had a guy on my podcast, uh, the last episode that I did. And, uh, he was talking to me a lot about traditional archery and, uh, I think I might dip my toes in that next year a little bit. I think I'm going to get me a, a, a long bow or a recurve and, uh, dip into that a little bit and make it even more challenging than it already is
0: oh man i've never actually shot one of those but i've kind of i thought about it too but i'm not sure i'm ready to graduate to it so you can tell me <laughs> maybe how your season goes with that and maybe i'll i'll play on on my next move off of that <laughs> Right. so you started a, a podcast just kind of like as a thing to do with your buddies but did you have like a did you have like a like a mission or like a real reason, you just wanted to like help people out, or you just like kind of just bullshit. I mean, well, I got into deeper- it.
1: I got into it to help somebody out. Actually, they have um, a podcast and still, still currently do. I don't know if they record as much as they as they once did, but it was all about predator hunting. And I basically became like a producer slash tech guy for this guy that was doing this. He had a badass studio. I mean. Blows mine completely out of the water. Soundproof room, uh, $1,000 mixer, $1,000 microphones, the whole nine yards. And uh, he wanted actually me and my buddy Ryan, who started Blue River Boat Hunting, to join his, what he had going on. And at first it sounded really fun. And then I realized that we put in all the work on it and he didn't. And I didn't Mm -hmm. like that too much. So we kind of, you know, I said, dude, we can totally do this. We can talk for hours on hunting. It doesn't even have to matter what it is. I said, let's get some podcast gear and let's do this. Well, everybody maybe not have the same mentality I did. So I kind of took it upon myself to do it. You know, I'm like, Hey, I'm, I told the wife, I said, I'm getting some podcast gear. I mean, I have a computer. It may not be the best computer. We might have a little (laughs) tech difficulties today, but, you know, I'm trying, you know, and I edit everything on this computer. So I I normally don't have any problems. I don't know why I'm having problems tonight, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I just kind of took it upon myself to wing it basically. And, uh, first episode I had on my podcast, um, I had a guy from Wisconsin that I've kind of met on social media and we did, a, I don't know, know—it was a, maybe a little over an hour or so. And I was hooked. And I'm like, dude, I can do this a lot. And I like to have um, the regular guy on, you know. I don't, I, I'm not aiming to get a big personality on or like a, somebody that's got a big following. I've had a couple people that have big followings on my show. But I want the regular guy, just like me and you. I want him to come on and talk about deer hunting, bow hunting, I mean, it doesn't even have to to be that. At some point on my show, I'm going to get into a little bit of duck hunting because I'm big into that. Um, Turkey season, I have some huge guests lined up for turkey season already on my show. Like, I can't even wait to get into it because I even like bow hunting turkeys. And I can't wait to get into it, but, like, I'm just winging it, you know. And I'm having (laughs) a blast doing it. And I get great feedback from people that may not even be into hunting or may not even be in the podcast like i i, I exchange uh dms with some guy uh, a guy from michigan from the up that uh, helps me out with some of my uh, cell cams and i ask him i say "Hey, would you like to come on and do a podcast with me he says he's not really much of a podcast guy so i send him a link to one of my shows i said listen to this check it out if you're interested let me know if not no big deal he sends me back not much of a podcast guy but i really enjoy listening to your show I like the, the 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 regular guy theme. Really cool. Can't wait to, for the next episode to come out. So I'm like, well, that's cool. You know, somebody that's not in the podcast checks my show out. You know, it's like, well, that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it's um sometimes sometimes you just don't know. Like, I, like I don't get a whole lot of feedback, so like I really have no idea who listens. It might just be. Just us, you know, I really really don't know, but it's still fun because we pick each other's brains. And, um, oh, absolutely, like even if no one listens, I feel like I uh learn a lot from my guests a lot. Well, like
1: you know, like me and you, we text back and forth quite a bit when it comes to our podcasts and guests that we're having on, and I know that you're going to be honest with me and when i know that you're honest with me about it i'm going to be honest with you about your show like hey man this was, i cannot wait for your next episode to come out this guest was incredible or yeah it was so so the the guest maybe wasn't really super into it or you know he kind of sounded like a tool or whatever you know
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean, you never know how people are going to, especially, I like to ask people if they've ever been on a podcast, too, because you never know how somebody's going to react. People always, I mean, you know this from filming, um, hunting and stuff. People act different when there's a camera in front of oh, them. Oh, absolutely. You put, a, you, put a,
1: you put a camera in front of somebody and they act like they are a two-year-old child with, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like all hyped up on sugar or something. Like I um, I finally have... Um, my best friend, Ryan, who does all this with me. I finally have him comfortable in front of a camera. And we haven't seen shit in front of a camera <laughs> this year. And it's driving me nuts because I finally have him, like, comfortable enough to do an interview and, like, be good at it and, like, do the surroundings and everything. And it just – this this season when it comes to filming has been an absolute shit show.
0: Do you feel like he's going to – if you guys don't keep filming and stuff and keep – um like if you have let's say a couple months off you think he's gonna get camera shy again or you're gonna have to just keep it in front of his face
1: um honestly i don't know like i want to uh he took a, a weekend off um two weeks ago i think it was mm-hmm. um one of the properties that he kind of has permission on the duck hunt was full of birds and he only has kind of permission through somebody And that somebody said, Hey, the birds are loaded. I was actually still deer hunting with the neighbor and he sends me a picture and the whole bed of this truck is loaded down with geese and ducks. I'm like, shit, I would have liked to go just to, you know, switch it up for a weekend. And that's exactly what he said. He said, I love chasing deer, but there's nothing like switching it up sometimes and getting behind a shotgun and blasting some of these birds. And I wish I could have just been there just to film it. Cause I know yeah. what it's like to be in that situation because it can be a great thing to shake it up sometimes. Like you're so used to being quiet and worrying about your scent and this and that. And then you get in a duck blind with a bunch of guys and you're sitting there kind of hooting and hollering and having a good time. All of a sudden it's like, Oh, get down here. They come, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Brett's been kind of struggling to get some content on his youtube and i have been really 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 struggling because i don't know for like 50 days straight i didn't see a buck within range but um, i kind of just tossed the camera this year and just kind of it was either like film and probably not kill a deer or kill a deer and ditch the camera but we've been kind of talking about doing a collaboration but we both like to film so we're not sure who's gonna hunt and who's gonna film (laughs) but
1: (laughs) i think we did a duck hunt and we both filmed and it was like hey let's just wing it and like you know i could put like a gopro on the end of the um the a-frame blind and we're sitting in there and you know it's like well i got the a or the gopro rolling when we shoot you know roll as much footage as you possibly can roll until i say jump up and take them and then we jump up and pop some ducks or some geese. I think that would be fun. Or, you know, late, you know, muzzleloader into late bow. Maybe we can get lucky. I know you and I have both killed a buck in Indiana, but, you know, maybe we can, you know, go on a little doe patrol and, you know, pop some does or something. It'd still be fun. And it would still be better than anything that I've filmed this year. <laughs> <laughs> i w-
0: You know me, I love that Dough Patrol. I can't stop stop whacking those does. Dude, that TikTok
1: was the best. You're like walking up on the dough and then you're like, there's another one. You just drop your phone. (laughs) It's like, boom! That That was was a brand
0: new phone, by the way. Two week uh, week old iPhone. (laughs) 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 But it's totally worth it. Oh, totally worth it. So, I want to jump into your 2021 season. I want to start right at the top opening day october 1st indiana it's hot as hell here if i remember right
1: absolutely
0: um can you paint us the picture um stand location weather what property you're on um anything like that kind of just paint it for
1: our listeners absolutely i got it pulled up on my phone right now so i uh, diary every hunt for the most part i got I wouldn't say I got bored with it. I forgot to do it at a certain point. When you're on the grind, man, uh, uh, you can forget things. But for the first month, I basically have everything journaled in my notebook. So we hunted what we call the pasture in Shelby County. It's an old cattle pasture from back in the day. It's grown up. Um, There's no longer cattle in it, surrounded by crops. It was 81 degrees. Yeah, hot with a five-mile-an-hour wind out of the southwest, which out of the south there is great for us. We don't want anything out of the north or really either east or west there because there's a big block of woods just to our um, south of where our stands are located, which if we have any winds out of the north, our wind's going to be blown right into that block of woods, which we don't want. Uh, barometric pressure looking at it, 30.9, which was pretty good for opening day.
0: That is pretty good, yeah. You know,
1: usually you don't see anything uh, that high right off the bat. And then uh, sunny, hot, uh, partly cloudy, uh, cut beans beside us. They were actually cutting the beans as we were walking in. And and Ryan was like, man, I don't know about this. They're cutting the beans right now. I said, "Fucking, let's go sit. What's the worst that's going to happen? And that's actually the only YouTube video I have this year is from – the first week of archery season in indiana and you can see the combine rolling through the field cutting the beans i just let him go you know just let him cut the beans it ain't gonna hurt nothing i've seen lots of deer with the the combine working you know that don't bother those deer and uh we sat from 5 p.m to 8 p.m and we saw three bucks we had three little bitty basket racks come out of the south that blocker woods and they actually came directly underneath our stands huh which was awesome because it was kind of fun to watch you know being the first day of season that's yeah always fun to watch you know
0: it got you fired up but you oh absolutely you weren't after those were you you weren't no we were not after we were not after the little boys at that property (laughs) so um what were your expectations for opening day did you have like some nice buck you'd been had been coming in there right at dark or something or yeah, just kind uh, of abso- going
1: in? Yeah, and- uh, absolutely. We had, um,
0: we had like uh, three or
1: four different bucks um, on camera there that were shooters. I mean, they were absolutely the top of our list. The num- actually, our number one shooter came from that property. Um, we haven't seen him since about the uh, second week in off- October or so on camera. Still haven't seen that deer since. So like mm. this property – holds all of our big bucks all summer long and then come september 25th to the in, the beginning of october they disappear and they never come back i don't understand it we st- this is only like our second or third year hunting this property i still haven't figured it out like this property is great you got crops all around you got a big block of woods you got water And I don't understand why they don't stick around, but they don't stick around. But I would say as far as expectations, um, it probably exceeded my expectations. I didn't think to see, I was going to see shit in 81 degree weather, to be honest with you. (laughs) And, you know, seeing three bucks, uh, whether they're big or small, seeing three bucks walk directly underneath me right where I just walked in, that's great. I mean, it shows me that I didn't do anything wrong that day, you know?
0: Um. Uh, that was going to lead into my next question. I was going to say, "Do you feel like you should have done anything different?" But no. I mean, it's just no. Kind of I don't a think draw. I draw.
1: Yeah, I don't think I did anything uh, that I regretted that day. Um, and we've hunted that place three years in a row on opening day. That's just kind of been our spot to go to because it's so wide open, and we 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 put a food plot in there this year, which. I think they've absolutely destroyed in the last two weeks, but we just can't seem to be in there at the right time, which I'll get into a little bit of that later when we talk about some uh, stuff that's kind of been going on the last few weeks. But um, I don't think I did anything different. We played the wind. Everybody plays the wind, right? That's what you want to do um, daily when when you're going out to your stand. You want to play the wind. So we played the wind exactly the way we needed to, with a south wind and, um, yeah, I don't think we could have done anything different. We couldn't even have hunted a different property probably cause it would have played out, um, almost in the opposite favor of everything that we wanted all year besides that property. We want a south wind on that property and we got it opening day, which I don't know if we've ever got it on opening day, but you know, we tried to walk in there as quietly and slowly as possible. So we weren't absolutely just drenched in sweat. Were we a little sweaty when we got up in there? Yeah. We, I mean, it's ever a bit of a half-mile walk in. You know, I got the camera bag and, you know, everything loaded up. You know, our stands are already there and stuff. But uh, I don't think we could have done anything different that played out in our favor that particular day.
0: How do, you, how do you fight the heat and the bugs and all that early season? I know some guys do different stuff. Like, I – I really like to carry scent-free baby wipes with me because I usually am going in a mile to two miles in, and by the time I get in there, I am just drenched, and it's just kind of nice to wipe your face off, maybe your chest off with that stuff, and just kind of like breathe for a second because you're sweating to death, but do you do anything like that? You carry a thermosel or anything?
1: I don't carry a thermocell. Honestly, I don't think I had any problems with bugs early season, but... I made a purchase two years ago, I believe. I'm a big Scent Blocker guy. I love all their stuff. And we'll get into a little bit of that stuff later when I talk about some stuff that went right for me this year. But Scent Blocker, I'm huge on Scent Blocker. And they have some early season gear. And it was on sale a couple years ago and I bought it. So the the long sleeve that I wear early season is basically damn near see-through. It's really lightweight. I got the pants to go with it. They're really lightweight. So that helps me out when it comes with the heat, and I do exactly what you say. I have dead downwind wipes, and I actually have a foam that we use. So we'll get up there, wipe ourselves off, hit ourselves with the foam in our ha- our hands, and wipe it in our face, cool ourselves off a little bit. It don't matter what you do when it's 81 degrees outside. It's hot, but uh, I think those things helped us off helped us out. We got up in there, hit ourselves with the foam, you know, kind of cooled ourselves off. He had his bow. I had the camera. We kind of just got up in there like, you know, even breathing a little heavy when you get up in there. That's your first time doing, putting it all together. We're used to putting the camera set up together, but it was our first time. You know, we're we're rusty when it comes to it. Got it all set up and we had plenty of time. You know, it was, we got in there at five o'clock and we didn't see those deer until the last uh, half hour, 45 minutes with uh, daylight left and uh, i think we were i think
0: everything worked out for the best so kind of moving on to like i don't know maybe mid october you're you start seeing some deer right but you just can't seem (coughs) seem to get on them right they're too far away you can't get a shot whatever It, it was
1: always something it was always they were too far away uh you know we got all these cameras set up with our, you know, spy points, not to shout them out or anything. Cause I won't ever be using them again, but uh, <laughs> I'll be switching that up a little bit, but uh, you know, we would be here and they would be there or we, we would switch it up the next time. Like, okay, well we're here. Well then they're there. It was always something. It was always the opposite of the, the choice we made up. And I even joke sometimes it was like, Hey, let's just do the total opposite of what we want to do because then we'll <laughs> see something, but it never panned out. I don't understand what we did wrong, but our early October was such a shit show. It was, I mean, the the, the whole first month of our season was a shit show. This has been the weirdest deer season I've ever encountered of 19, 20 years of deer hunting. This is the weirdest season I've ever had when it came to everything. The temperature, the barometric pressure, the population that I saw. The, the, the ag with everything, it was the weirdest season I've ever had as a deer hunter, period.
0: Were they pulling the ag out super late? Uh, no, they pulled it ag? out
1: super early. I oh, mean, opening yeah. day, they're cutting beans out. You know, and like uh, our other Shelby County property, which we call the bottom, it's just this big river bottom. And uh, he cut the the first couple weeks. I'd have to pull it up on my phone when exactly he cut it. But I, I would say we got... Three or four hunts in and, and down on this bottom before he cut the beans, and uh, we saw deer every time he cut the beans, we didn't see our deer since it was the <laughs> weirdest thing. I mean, obviously, they're going to be eating on those, yeah. those soybeans or whatever, but it was really weird how that played out. And uh, I'm uh, not to jump forward on you too, too much by any means, but uh, Saturday or this past Sunday, uh, we hunted a morning at the pasture. And then we drove by the bottom, and they were cutting the corn on the other side of the bottom. And it's been standing the whole season. We're like, dude, let's get in there. I don't care if it's midday. Let's sit. Let's see if the combine pushes these deer out of the – because we ha- we have some absolute giants on camera down in here during uh, the rut. I'm like, dude, let's just sit there until he's done cutting the bean – or cutting the corn. We sat there almost eight hours – And didn't see one deer
0: oh my god which
1: tell me that that will take a toll on anybody i don't care (laughs) who you are
0: um did you guys ever i know you're filming and stuff but did you guys ever think man they're coming out here we're over there they're coming out here we're over there do you ever think about splitting up
1: um i mean it's obviously crossed my mind a little bit sometimes you know, but uh, I'm so focused on trying to get that content. Like I was talking about on my my last podcast with uh, Troy Delaney from West Virginia. And uh, we've been drinking. You know, it was one of those episodes where he's having some beers, me and the neighbor were having some beers. It was just a good old time. Longest podcast I've ever done. And, you know, I I wouldn't say I got emotional, but I got a little sentimental somewhere in there on that podcast. And I was saying that, I put too much pressure on myself when it comes to filming because I have I, I've had such good luck filming in the last few years for the YouTube that I put so much pressure on myself to make these cool videos to, for everybody to check out. And then when I don't get that, yeah. I, I'm almost like down, like I'm almost depressed because I've I try so hard and I put so much effort and money and blood, sweat, and tears in it. And then when I don't get it, it, it almost makes me depressed almost
0: it's like a kick in the face oh it's like <laughs> a punch in the face you know
1: by mike tyson <laughs> you know you know you know how much it is to you know get in on this filming gear and you know, spend the money and it, it, when you don't get behind your bow and you just film for somebody for the longest time and you don't see anything it's a total kick in the nuts almost you know
0: it makes you feel like you let your fans down a little bit too. People a little bit, them. yeah, because yeah. like
1: I've had so many people comment. I have people that I work with that maybe not be super big into deer hunting. They're like, hey, man, I haven't seen you post any uh, deer hunting video. I see your podcast videos, but you know, where's the action on the deer? I'm like, fuck, good luck. I ain't seen it out here. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, when you spend uh, more time than anybody can possibly imagine in the woods behind your camera and you don't get anything on film, it's it's depressing.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny, uh, and you kind of know the background of like filming and all that. You may watch a four or five minute YouTube video, and it might be hours of f- film. <laughs> Absolutely,
1: people don't really think about that, and you know it's crazy because I put that that one video together. You can check it out on our YouTube. The first week of archery season, my first two hunts or three hunts or whatever it was this year, I got a decent video out of it just because I saw I saw more deer. In the first week of archery season, then I saw the entire rest of the year. I mean, it's just that crazy. That's that that bizarre of a year.
0: How do you how do you deal with that frustration?
1: Um, I I have, I have to get past it. I mean, I mean, so many people would have gave up. So many people would have moved on. Some people would have went solo or did this and did this and did this. Yeah. But uh, I just had to kind of grunt through it and you know and and just say hey this is what i'm passionate about i have to try to get this on film because i I want everybody to see what i'm passionate about but to a certain extent man i mean it it just absolutely killed any momentum or self-esteem that i had in myself at all
0: is that just uh that kind of leads me into my next thing like how to stay positive and all that when none of that stuff seems to be working is just like a day day day-to-day thing like Yesterday Absolutely. didn't work out. Like today is a new day. We're gonna try
1: to. You know, and I'm a I'm a big, um, DeerCast app guy. I really pay attention to every aspect of that. I know they really work hard on their algorithms when it comes to that. So I'd be like, hey, Ryan, the DeerCast app shows great this weekend. Every both days, we got to hit it hard. We got to get in there. We got to stay late. We got to stay on it. Let's, let's really work hard. Let's pay attention to our cameras the next couple of days. Tell me what you see. I'll tell you what I see. Let's grunt through it. Let's, uh, let's really get on them this weekend. And we would do that. And that really never paid off for us, even <laughs>
0: the slightest bit, which is so depressing. Um, how do you guys decide who's going to film and who's going to shoot? I mean, is that like a, you guys draw straws before every hunt? Or no, just like... it's
1: really just kind of like um, a play-by-ear kind of thing most of the time it's me most of the time it's me behind the camera but honestly he stepped up a lot this year and was like hey you know you bring your boat he would tell me before i met up with him we meet up in this parking lot kind of like halfway between our houses and uh, he'd say hey you bring your boat tonight." and i was probably behind my bow um maybe three times in total in the month of october which one of those days paid out for me but uh I've probably only been behind the weapon probably six times this year behind with a cameraman on me.
0: Does – so I don't know if we've covered it, but Ryan is the guy that comes on your podcast and hosts with you sometimes. That's –
1: no, that's Adam. Uh, Adam uh, uh, Ryan's been on my podcast. Yeah. Ryan's been, the, been on. Yeah. He's been on a couple times or once or twice. I can't exactly remember. They run together all now, but, um, he's trying to get into the podcast game. He's a really busy man when it comes to a uh, work, he works a lot. And then he has some side work that he does to make some money to deer hunt and, um, and duck hunt and stuff. But, uh, you know, um, He's actually in the midst of uh, – they him and his fiance have a property, and they're building a house and a barn and stuff, and he's actually talked about building a, a badass podcast studio in his brand-new barn. So I, I say at some point he's probably going to become a full-time host on the show. So, I mean, I love having the neighbor on. You've seen it last week with my episode. He was a natural. Yeah. I wish I had five microphones here because I really have – multiple people that would be good at hosting with me. I'm not saying I'm a perfect host by any means, but I can normally navigate the conversation, keep it going, keep it interesting, keep it enough where you want to listen again, you know, but if you add those other components in there, it makes it really interesting because you get a, such a, a mixed cocktail of different people. You have me, I'm used to hunting private land. I focus on certain deer. I'm mostly behind the camera. You have Ryan, he's semi-new into bow hunting, loves it, likes to jump b- behind the camera, mostly private land. then you get Adam my neighbor who could you could send him anywhere. you could send him in bumfuck Egypt and this kid <laughs> comes and this guy comes back with well I saw 130 tonight I passed on him it's like, what the hell? you know it's just like a mixed bag of people that you put together that are good buddies that make up blue river Boat hunting that make it such a unique place and a company to be around that just makes it fun. Like I can't wait to get you up here at some point, deer hunt, duck hunt, coyote hunt, whatever it is we do. You have to meet these people because you'd be like, wow, I see why you guys put this all together because you guys just flow so well together. Even we might be total opposite type of people. Yeah. We put us in a hunting atmosphere and we've thrived together. If that makes any sense,
0: I'd really, uh, I'd really like to see you guys. I don't know how you're gonna do it, but you guys need to get a show with all three of you. I don't oh, know absolutely. how you get another mic or whatever. I don't but...
1: know how I'll figure that <laughs> up, but we'll figure it up somehow.
0: Um, so does Ryan have his own camera? You guys using your camera? No,
1: nah, we use my camera. Um, he bought the GoPro, which is a newer one, not the newest model i think but last year's model i don't remember what number that is eight or whatever nine or whatever which gave a really unique perspective if you see it in our video that we posted on the first week of archery season i have actually attached to my camera arm but pointed down to him so when those three bucks went underneath our stands it actually comes with like a like a watch remote and i have it put it on my wrist and I turned it on and you can see that buck like walking underneath us from that view that the, the lighting is a little off cause it's right there at the, you know, edge of darkness. Yeah. But, uh, it was really cool. That's why I'm saying like we had such everything lined up to have such good footage for the entire year and it never paid off for us <laughs> whatsoever. It sucks, man. It really does.
0: So your season did turn around. I know you, um, I- I remember this specifically. I don't remember the date, but I remember texting you during the day and I don't remember why you may have got off work late or it may have been hot out, but I was trying to kill this 10 on some public right down the road from my work. And I'm like super amped. I had him like at five yards the day before. And I'm like super amped, like go, 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 go. And you're like, I don't know. You're like getting down in the dumps and you're like, I have it wrote down. It says, I'm not sure I'm going to go hunt today is a text you send me. And I don't know if I went hunting that day. I may have, I feel like I did and I didn't see anything, but I got a text from you and you said, I shot a buck. (laughs) All right. And I was like, (laughs) I'll be damned. He said he wasn't going today.
1: (laughs) Right. Well, um, like I said, you know, I, I, I film Ryan, um, 80% of the time, 70% of the time. And I film Adam, the other 30% of the time, whoever can go that day and throughout the week, it is hard. And the date was actually October 27th. And the reason I know this, obviously, because I was successful, I've killed on the same day, two years in a row, which is wild to begin with. Same day, you know, but, um, nobody could go that night. So I got like, I was texting you and I actually made this decision. Funny as it is in the shower, (laughs) which sounds funny kind of, but I'm in there and I reach my hand out and I have two options, the old spice or the dead (laughs) downwind. And I'm like, "Eh, what what the hell? So I grabbed the dead downwind and I text the landowner, which is not even a mile from my house. I said, Hey, I'm going to come hunt your property tonight. I always let him know because he's, this is my first year hunting there. Only my second time ever hunting the property. I said, hey, I'm going to be there. I always let give them a heads up so they don't pull in their driveway and think I'm robbing the house or something. <laughs> but uh, I get there. I get everything. I start getting my bow out. I get dressed. put my harness on, blah, blah, blah. And uh, I reached for that camera bag, and I kind of hesitated. I said, you know what? I'm just going to go have fun. Fuck this camera. You know, <laughs> screw everything that I've been doing the last month. Something's got to change for me, and it's got to be this camera, I guess. So I left it there, had a great old time. You not have to worry about carrying this camera and this big-ass bag on my backpack. I just had my bow, my, and I took the little backpack this time. So I get up in there. I jumped two does. They were literally bedded underneath the tree that I was getting in. Like, they jump <laughs> off, and they take off, and I'm like, this this season cannot get any worse for me. So, so i climb up in the stand i hurry up and get up because they took off and they actually didn't know what was going on they actually circled kind of back around me and i'm watching them watching them and i was texting you and a couple other guys and i just happened to look over and i see it because it's you know at that point in the season we still had some some greenery on the trees all i see is the horns going through the brush and i'm like oh wow that actually didn't look like a bad buck so I'm sitting there, sitting there, sitting there and I look behind me and there he is. And I'm like, I you you know how it is. You got to make that decision, you know, am I going to yeah. shoot this deer or not? And he was borderline on what I would normally shoot. And I was like, man, I don't know. He he don't look bad. And then he turned and like looked my way and I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to shoot this deer because You know, I haven't had a whole lot lot of luck this year. I'm never behind the bow to begin with. And then he played, like, this cat and mouse game with me. He was walking directly at me, but he was coming from directly behind me. And, like, he would make a movement to his right. So I would, like, you know, scooch all the way over like he was going to come to my right. And then he would kind of turn and graze back the other way. So I would scoot, you know, turn back the other way. And I'm like, this deer is fucking with me, I feel like, you know. (laughs) And I'm, like, back and forth on the tree three or four times. And he actually caught my ground scent from where I walked in. And he kind of did like this little hobble deal, like a little trot. And he turned and he looked, and he was at 10 yards. And I was like, you are done, son. So I pull back. <laughs> I have him directly in the line of sight. And I couldn't even tell, but – my bow hanger is directly in front of me and I'm like, Mm. Oh my gosh. So I, I let down and he's kind of still stand still standing there. And I moved the bow hanger, pull back again. And he's still standing there. I smoked him. He ran 50 yards and did a face plant, but kind of did a face plant down this ridge towards the road, which made it incredibly easy to get this deer out of the spot. Cause all I had to do was drag him about 40 yards of the road, which was great. <laughs> God, Cause I got some hellacious dragon stories from this year that I've helped people drag deer out. And, uh, it was awesome, man. I, um, is he the biggest deer I've ever shot? No. Did I have an absolute, I was shaking. I mean, I don't know if it was just, I didn't have, um, the experiences throughout the year leading up to that. But, he honestly, he had me shook up. I mean, I was shaking. When I <laughs> shot him uh, afterwards, you do one of those numbers where you just can't even, like – control yourself when you're shaking i hung my bow back up and i just almost i don't know if you've ever seen like the TikTok of the guy that goes fucking nuts in arkansas or whatever it was when he oh shot the, yeah. yeah i felt it. like that guy like i was just <laughs> wanting to like let it out like yeah you know and i called a couple people and say you know i shot him or whatever and then they come help me drag him out which was a, a whole experience upon itself and it was just it was a surreal moment i mean obviously like i said and i'm not gonna um defend myself by any means this deer is not big but he had me shook up like i just shot 180 inch deer and that is why people should bow hunt or continue to do things that they love you know it you know i would i would never um make fun of anybody or buck shame anybody because i'm nobody when it comes to shooting deer i'm just a regular guy like anybody else and that deer got me shook up I loved it. I loved every aspect of it. I was still shaking an hour later when I got to the truck.
0: <laughs> do you uh do you feel like your season like really played a part in you deciding to shoot that bug? You said it was kind of borderline and you, you ended up. It was up shooting it was him. borderline
1: and I haven't scored him yet. I took him to get uh European and mounted. Um I'm guessing somewhere in like the uh, one ten range, maybe, somewhere around in there. But, honestly, he had me shook up like he was a 180. And that's why we continue to do the stuff that we love. When you get shook up like
0: that, that's the reason why we all
1: do it, you know.
0: Do you think if you if you had been seeing um, – well, I guess you had been seeing consistent bucks, but um, do you think if you – did you feel like you – you feel like it was just time to end it or was it just like kind of like a decision? It was just in the,
1: in the moment decision that was like, Hey, I'm having a blast doing this. I want a story to go along with this, you know, and I did it. And, um, I wouldn't say that I regretted it, but, um, later on I checked a trail camera from down below where he came from. And I have about, uh, four deer on that camera that make him look like a midget. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> which is funny, but uh, just like me and the neighbor talked, because he backs me up on everything when he comes to He said, dude, I've never heard you shake like that in your voice when you called me, and uh, we checked the trail cameras, and um, I'm not going to lie to you. We we got like 190-inch deer in this woods that I didn't know about mm. until a month later when I checked the camera, which it's part of the story, you know, but uh, I definitely – Learned my lesson when it comes to that when you're chasing some of these mature deer, but I I don't regret a second, and I would probably do it all over again just because it had me so shook up and it was such a fun hunt. You know, I saw three or four does and then him to make basically like a full circle on me. He was down in this ridge and he circled all the way behind me and came up the ridge. I don't know if he was feeding or what he was what he was doing, but I ended up shooting him. You know, couple couple hours later. Did you feel a sigh of relief? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was like I never didn't think I was going to get on a deer, period. You know, and honestly, I haven't seen a buck of that caliber since that day.
0: Yeah. I Sounds seen, like you made the right decision. That's uh, kind of what I
1: feel <laughs> like. I'm, honestly, the, the neighbor would probably make fun of me a little bit just because he likes to give me shit. But uh, it was, I, I don't regret it. And I, I think I maybe made the right decision when it came
0: to that. So when you shoot a buck um, in October, you still got some time left. Um, what's that mean for you usually? Um, you're behind the camera, I guess?
1: <laughs> usually, yeah, that's what that means. And we had the um, the second week of November already scheduled off work. We already kind of had it planned out. I mean, we, were, we talked about how we would start it off because uh, we were going to take uh, – I think the the first day of our uh, our vacation would have been November sixth, which is actually Ryan's birthday, and the seventh is my wife's birthday. So they wanted to do something for their birthday together, and uh, you know we talked and talked and talked, and we've had this dream for a while to uh, go to Ohio. He says, "Let's go to Ohio." I'm like, "You don't have to tell me twice, dude. Let's go." i'm ready i'm I'm ready right now let's go but well, we obviously had to make it through the weekend because of birthday obligations with the wives and all that but uh monday morning we were out of here
0: <laughs> let's uh let's go into that so you've never hunted ohio how did you why ohio um, um
1: that's just been a a dream of mine ever since i was little i can remember watching you know real videos or you know videos here or just listening to people talk because i actually don't live too far from ohio so i've heard of people going over there before and it, it, all these stories that are here big deer everywhere the deer population so big that you won't have any problems seeing deer this this and that and i was like it's always been like number one on my list and i was like let's go and he was like well how do you want to do this I'm like, let's just go. You research some land. I'll research some land. So we're researching some properties. And I found a a, a fish and wildlife area over there called Woodbury. And Woodbury has overflow camping, free camping. Hmm. So I was like, hey, we have free camping. We have a free place to stay. Let's go. So he borrowed a enclosed trailer from his cousin. It has cots and stuff in it. We end up taking our tents with us. And uh, we set up camp and basically just went in blind. We did, obviously, some um, virtual scouting before we got there. But um, it was kind of a a wing it moment, which doesn't happen very often when it comes to whitetails, when it comes to either one of us, because we're a very prepared personnel (laughs) as a team to go into a situation, you know.
0: Uh, Do you run into the uh, hunting public guys over there in Ohio? I know they're always going over to Ohio.
1: We didn't run into any of them, but uh, apparently the week to go to Ohio is the first week of November, not the second week like we went. And apparently there was a lot of people there the week prior to us. We found that out later on. We ended up going into town one night, which is about a half hour drive to have dinner one night because it was raining. We didn't feel like winging it that night. So we wanted to go get a good bite to eat. You know, we're kind of on vacation, so we wanted to treat ourselves a little bit, you know. And uh, we went to a little nice steak restaurant and we was talking to the waitress and all that, and she said, you guys missed it. You know, everybody was here last week. She said, we we were so swamped in the steakhouse every night that, you know, nobody, we couldn't even keep staff in here because there were so many people in here. And we're like, well, wow. no wonder, you know, because um, you could definitely tell that it was very pressured. And it... it that came into play several hunts that we had, which, like I, I've explained many times, I'm a private land guy. I've never had to deal with that kind of thing, which whew, I don't. I, I reminded myself why I don't have to do those things because I don't like them.
0: <laughs> it's enough to make you want to pull your hair out. Sometimes. Absolutely. Um, did you have any expectations for Ohio? Or no,
1: I tried to. I tried to keep those expectations as low as possible. You know, when you – obviously you're going to watch videos on this and this before you go, get yourself pumped up, give you that little bit of edge to keep your curiosity and everything up, just to, um, you know, keep that excitement there for yourself, you know. And it it felt like we left on Monday, we came back Friday, and it felt like every day was one of those days where we ran into a different problem or, you know – just a a whole different story on each day which made it made it exciting but then again i still love my private
0: property (laughs) can we can we touch on some of those problems i'd love i'd love to to hear some of the obstacles maybe you fought
1: well the first day we get there and we set up our camp um i set a tent up he sent a tent up we have the enclosed trailer and everything and um I took a climber with me. He took up his climber, and we took a blind just in case we needed it at some point, which I'm glad we did. So I go to climb the tree, and uh, I got that big backpack on me because I'm going to be filming, and it's a big backpack. You know what it's like. You got one of those too. And uh, I start climbing up in there, and it, my, my climber just feels a little weird. I started to climb. I'm probably six or seven foot off the ground, and all of a sudden it just seems like it wants to fall on me. So I looked down and I kind of scooted myself down to the base of the tree and he's like pointing at me. I can't hear him cause he's probably 20 yards away or so. And he starts coming down too. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? And I looked down and the, the part of my climber that grips the tree, it's a summit, uh, summit 360 or Viper or whatever it is. I don't use it very often, but it had literally 45. Like I had put, apparently too much weight on it or whatever that is that you want to call it. I don't think it should do that in general, even (laughs) if I put too much weight on it, but at 45, like I couldn't even climb the tree. If I'd have been up any higher, it could have been a really bad situation for myself. So I'm like, well, what am I going to do now? I'm, I'm three and a half, four hours from my house. What am I going to do? So I'm planning on just kind of hunting, from the blind that we had brought we had a nice blind i was gonna let him still hang out in the tree you know and i actually have a buddy over there austin grider and he brings me another summit tree stand so i hunt out of it but at this point i didn't want to bring the big bag anymore Mm -hmm. i didn't want to put too much weight on it so i hunt out of a climber for the next couple days see some deer here and there nothing crazy had some encounters with some people walking in on us and (laughs) all right i'll tell you this one story because we got plenty of time to do this okay so we 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 scouted this place this one area it looked awesome i mean we walked as deep as you can possibly get on a piece found some really nice looking rubs some ground scrapes everything we got going in there i said i'll i'll sit here you go down a little bit further and you sit there probably 300 yards or so so I get up in there. I'm. It feels like I'm in Kansas or something. Like it just looks so prime. I'm so jacked up. Don't have to worry about a camera. I got the bow hanging. You know, I'm. I'm locked into the tree with my harness. I'm feeling good. All of a sudden, I see a guy come out out of nowhere out of this bottom, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Like he came from the total opposite direction of where we came from. He waves at me and goes on. I still got two and a half, three hours before dark, and I'm like. I guess this is part of it. I'll just, you know, kind of shrug it off and keep keep going at it, you know, keep myself pumped up. All of a sudden I hear this guy screaming, Dave, Dave, where you at, Dave? You just, you know, hollering. I'm like, what is this guy doing? So he comes running. And when I say running, I'm talking about full-on you know, Olympic sprint through the woods with a crossbow fully equipped with everything you can possibly think of. He sprints past me and I'm just kind of like watching him run by me. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So he gets up to Ryan and I can kind of see the silhouette of Ryan. I see Ryan throw his hands up. I'm laughing at him. And this guy's, goes starts to, he yells again hey dave dave where you at? i can hear ryan go hey dude shut the fuck up and get out of here <laughs> and i'm just losing it you know so uh he's texting me he's really mad he's like dude let's get out of here of course it was the last half hour of daylight yeah. so we get down we make it back to the truck we actually see some deer up in this little clearing and uh we have like 2 days left and <laughs> i'm like dude, that was the worst hunt I think I've ever been on. You know, we're laughing, kind of playing it off. We're having fun with it, you know, too. We're drinking beers at campfire, cooking deer steaks and hobo dinners over the open fire. And we're just having fun with it, you know, trying not to let it get to us a little bit. I said, hey, let's go up here on that hillside where we saw those deer when we come out of the woods tomorrow, tomorrow evening. Cause we kind of had a morning spot already picked out where we saw some bucks chasing does and stuff a couple of days before that. And, uh, so we go up there the next evening. At this point, I, I'm trying to let, trying not to let anything get to me, and I'm trying to do things that I n- wouldn't normally do. So I've been burned on the climber. I've been burned on being hotter than heck because I'm sweating so much, trying to do so many things. And we get get out of the truck and we start getting dressed, and I'm kind of giggling. He goes, "What are you laughing about?" I said, "I'm going to do something I never thought I'd say I do." I'm going to deer hunt from the ground tonight. He's like, are you (laughs) kidding me? I'm like, watch me. I'll go right up in there and sit on the ground. So we go up in there. We get up on this hillside, go up in like this big ridge and he goes left and I go right. And I find me this little saddle on a ridge. I find a rub. I found a ground scrape. I found just a bunch of signs. So I kind of like tucked up in off the side of the saddle and some bushes. I have a, uh, um, like a, a stand for my bow that clips on my limbs oh yeah so i put that on my bow and i actually have it sitting on the ground fully knocked ready to rock and i'm sitting ass on the ground and i'm just sitting up against this tree having a good old time blah 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 <laughs> he sends me pictures dude we walked i bet every bit of a mile more into where we were at. Didn't think anybody would even know even close to where we were at. Like I went through thorn thickets and, you know, big ridges. And I didn't think anybody would ever find me if I died. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he texts me a video of this guy walking through the woods with a crossbow. And I text him back, you know, kind of laughing. I said, is that Dave? <laughs> you know, just laughing or whatever. So this guy kind of, you know, runs back off or whatever. And, was, uh, it
0: the, was it the same guy? No,
1: it wasn't the same same guy. I thought it was, but it wasn't. And uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm still sitting on my ass in the bushes over here. And I see a couple does come up this big ridge. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I finally get to see some deer while I'm hunting, you know. <laughs> so I'm watching these does play around. And uh, I'm at the top of, like I said, the saddle in this ridge. And down below me is like this big bowl. And uh, all I hear is brat, brr, 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 brr. It sounds like, I mean sound like somebody almost playing with a grunt tube and i'm like are you kidding me is that a buck grunt because that sounds like a buck grunt and i'm kind of keeping my eye on this little bowl all of a sudden i see antlers coming up through the the, the thicket i'm like are you kidding me so i kind of make i had already kind of removed all the leaves around me so i wouldn't make any noise if i moved mm-hmm. so i kind of get to my knees you know I have my range finder and this buck comes up the draw. So me and Ryan are texting. I'm saying I got a buck coming. I got does around me. And at this point, we're almost on like the just shoot it basis because we're leaving in like a day and a half and we're just kind of having fun with it at this moment. And I'm like, should I shoot this deer? And he goes, you should do it. Shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. I'm like, okay. So this deer comes up the ridge. I whip out the range finder. I range him 41 and a half yards. And like I said, I'm thick. I'm sitting in like a, sticker bright, so you can only there's only like little windows you can see he gets in this little window ranging 41 and a half yards i draw back from my knees on the ground i smoke this deer i mean absolutely annihilate this deer he spends his whole first 60 yards that he's running his face isn't even coming off the ground he's so messed up you know running down this ridge and when i went when i hit him it went through but it hit the opposite shoulder so it was like a real loud smack what i didn't know was there was a guy sitting 40 yards from me in a (laughs) in a climber in a climber and he goes boy you just smacked him big time i'm like who the hell are you? Where'd you come from? <laughs> he goes, I got here about 3 30. I said, Well, I've been sitting here since 12 He goes, I didn't see you sitting there. I said, I didn't even hear you climb the tree. That's how, I mean, I guess unaware that I was at the moment, but it was just like, and he was cool. He's like, Congratulations, man. I mean, it was just a little basket rack, but one of the hardest earned deer I've ever shot in my entire life. <laughs> and, you know, it was fun. And I would go back and do it all over again but uh woodbury wildlife area in ohio y'all got a lot of people hunting out there
0: (laughs) (laughs) did uh did that guy get down and help you or he he got
1: down and kind of talked to us because we ended up meeting him at the truck and he said where we were parked we did it on purpose where this little parking area was at we parked on the opposite side of the street so we i don't know how what we were really thinking but We just wanted somebody to know that somebody was in the area, you know, but he thought we went on that side that we parked on, but we had actually went on the other side of the road. And like I said, we walked walked probably a mile, mile and a half to where we were at all uphill through thorn thickets and everything you can possibly think of. I mean, I have a brand new scent blocker thermal hybrid suit and I almost, I have to have it I'm going to have to have it sewn up a few times this off season because I went through so thick of stuff that it just was ripping my clothes off of me.
0: Wouldn't it be uh wouldn't it be funny if that guy was a YouTuber and he got, <laughs>
1: that would be crazy. You know, I thought about that later cause I could have probably got it on film had I yeah. had my camera on a tripod, but it was hard enough to just get the shot off 41 yards through a thicket um, from my knees you know, and have time to arrange him. And like this deer didn't run eighty yards. He went down in this bowl, ran towards the truck, sort of. It still took us forever to get him out of there. And it's crazy because we got him to a certain point and we gutted him. And then we went back to shed clothing because we we're so hot, you know. We're you know, usually the second week of November, you know, you got some decent weather, like maybe highs in the thirties, twenties, somewhere on there. The highs was in like the sixties. you know we didn't have the best weather so you know we're trying to shed clothing we come back and it looked like a bear had attacked this deer i don't know if coyotes got a hold of it uh bears something got a hold of this deer and ripped it damn near in half there wasn't anything left of it
0: wow it
1: was crazy i wish i should have took pictures afterwards but we were so dumbfounded when we got back we were just like so worn out from walking all this way and going through all this thick stuff i tagged the deer but it, i didn't get anything off this deer
0: yeah how long were you guys gone
1: uh we uh probably uh an hour hour and a half or so
0: oh wow because it took long. us a
1: while to get back and then shed clothing we talked to the guy at the parking spot uh we drove down the road a little bit and walked up this ridge we actually had to go through like a wetland almost to get to where we were going the time we got up there there was hair and blood and fur and shit everywhere <laughs> It was crazy, man. I never experienced this trip was a a whole a whole experience upon itself.
0: I uh I I run into that situation a lot where I shoot a deer that's far back and I've got to go get a cart or I've got to go get my truck and drive across the field whatever it is. I've got this thing and I don't know how well it works, but I, I like to take. I always take an extra headlamp or mm-hmm. like another flashlight. I like to lay them up on the deer oh, and that's just good kind idea. of like put light around it. Cause I know coyotes are real skittish. I don't, I've never really had issues with it, but it's just like something in my head that tells me like, right. maybe that'll help me out. Um, the public game, are you going to continue on that? Do you, I mean, it sounds think like so, you had man. a lot of fun. I had a lot of
1: fun, but is it frustrating? Obviously. Cause I'm not used to that, you know, and, and we've talked even a little bit, you know, I want to do a thing, with, you know, like me and you being the YouTubers and that kind of thing, I want to do, like, a Blue River bow hunting public land challenge next year and, like, have some guys get together, camp out together somewhere, hit some public land, and have fun with it, you know. But, like, obviously you still have that, um, the difficulty of hunting public, you know. I don't know how those guys do it on the hunting public. (laughs) I honestly, I don't know how they do it
0: i spend a lot of time doing it they've they've (laughs) perfected their craft i think
1: absolutely
0: i I, um yeah i i i applaud those guys you feel like that's made you i mean i know it's only one time but you feel like that'll make you a better hunter absolutely because
1: you know i was texting my wife after i shot that buck because i was still elated obviously honestly it's one of the smallest deer i've ever killed in my life rack wise and uh she goes, well, how did everything play out? And I told her that I shot it from my knees on the ground at 41 yards. And she goes, you're joking. You're She's kind of laughing about it. You're not going to hunt from the ground. And I'm like, no, baby, I really did shoot it from the ground, you know. <laughs> like she's laughing because she thinks I'm messing with her because yeah. that's just not the type of hunter that I've been um my entire life i love hunting from the air i love being whether it be a climber a ladder stand a lock on whatever it is i i I like having that advantage of being up in the air
0: um if you were going to do it again um but you were going to go in uh, with a stand, what would you go with? Would you go with a climber? I know No, I would probably it's... go
1: with uh, climbing sticks and a lock-on because yeah. I love being in a lock-on. I have lock-ons that I'm really comfortable with, mm-hmm. and I feel like if I needed to move it, I could at a certain point. you know, Going in there with your – and I could have filmed a lot more because if I had that stand set up, I could have easily got all my filming equipment. After the climber messed up on me the first day, I never got the camera back out of the bag yeah i never and i wanted to have such a you know i was there for a week i wanted to put like a video together like this is our our trip to ohio this is what you know we experienced this is the troubles we had this is where we ex- you know came to get and did i shoot a 190 inch deer ohio giant no i shot one of the <laughs> smallest deer in my life but i had a blast doing it you know it was I, just, uh... it was a fun trip
0: I really like my climber. I love my summit, but my God, sometimes carrying all that camera gear and water when it's 80 degrees outside. It's not even no. something
1: that you want to do. You do it once and you're like, yeah, I'm not doing that ever again. I mean, you're <laughs> you know? just
0: completely, it's like you just ran a marathon. You're sweating oh, so bad.
1: absolutely, know? And it's 60, 70 <laughs> degrees outside of what it felt like, you know.
0: Yeah. Um, how was it walking in all that way with n- no equipment really? Was um, that nice? It was
1: awesome. You know, when I, when I shot the deer from the ground, all I had was this little backpack and my bow. You, you know, like I, I, I i i could more. I could have walked a million miles, you know, because <laughs> I didn't have anything holding me down. You know, was I still sweaty when I got to where I was at? Yeah, because I kind of climbed up some. I mean, I went up ridges where I had to like almost get on my hands and knees because it was so steep, and I still ran into people. Like it was just
0: <laughs> unbelievable the how it played out. Everybody's I, I just, got the everybody's got that same mindset. If we go further, nobody else will be back here. You know, and usually when you're
1: done hunting, you know, even at home, you know, you drive around, we call it driving around the block, you know, looking for, you know, how everybody else is doing or looking for deer. And, you you know, you normally see some deer out in the field during the rut. You know what I mean? You always see deer running, chasing a doe through a field or just some does eating out in the field or a buck, you know, bedded in a fence row somewhere or something like that. I felt like this year in general, it didn't matter if I was in Indiana, or Ohio. We just didn't see deer like like that. Like we drove around, I can't tell you how many, you know, gas we burned and, you know, stuff like that while we were there just trying to look for deer. We didn't see shit.
0: That's I mean, really it was crazy. That's really interesting you say that cuz I saw more bucks chasing does this year than I ever have. Now, was that during the
1: rut or was that during the pre-rut?
0: During rut. Really? Yeah. Because
1: I saw more action pre-rut, pre-rut than I did during the rut. During the rut, I didn't see hardly see anything.
0: I was opposite. Pre-rut, nothing. Yeah, it's it's weird just how – sometimes it's just being in the right place at the right time, I think.
1: Absolutely, for sure. And, you know, what puts salt in our wounds even more than that, you know. We didn't have hardly have any reception while we were there, like – you were basically off the grid while you were there because, you know, you might get cell service here and there. Like when we went to town to get gas or, you know, beer or whatever, and uh, we would get, uh, our phones would light up and <laughs> he has this deer midday, 20 yards from his tree stand in Indiana that probably grosses 160 170 and he's like are you kidding me i'm in ohio not seeing the dang thing and i got this giant 20 yards from my tree stand in indiana <laughs> do
0: you think you'd go back to that that wildlife area or you think if you go back to ohio you're gonna try something new I'm new probably
1: gonna try something new the area is unbelievable i mean where we were at it just looks like something that you would see on TV or in a storybook type of speak. You know, the ground looks incredible. You're like, Oh my God, there's gotta be big deer everywhere, but there's so pressure. There's so many people there. I mean, there's, I think there was 27 campsites in this overflow lot and they were all taken, but three and the one down from us, they had a big camp. There was probably 15 guys in camp.
0: Oh my God. Yeah.
1: And and that was kind of a cool thing too because they would get going at night and have the fire lit up over there. You can hear them kind of hooting and hollering, which it didn't last very long because they all got up pretty early. But uh, we kind of made friends with with our neighbors down there. They were from Pennsylvania. They were both tagged out in Pennsylvania, both shot nice, nice bucks down there. But the father, it was a father and son, uh, the father shot a deer the same night I shot one, so we came back. We're kind of telling stories about it a little bit, and it was kind of a fun experience on that on that end. The adventure part was amazing. Just the deer hunting part wasn't that
0: great. <laughs> did you, did you uh, exchange numbers with that guy and get him on <laughs> no, the show? No,
1: you know I kind of told him about the YouTube and the podcast and all that, and they were very interested in it, but uh, we didn't exchange information by any means.
0: um Why do you feel like so many people go to that piece of property?
1: You know, like, uh, we did a lot of research, and, you know, you look up top public land hunting in Ohio, and it comes up, like, top five. Mm. And maybe that's just something that somebody else researched, too, and they found, hey, there's free camping. Let's go check it out. I mean, there's, like, 30,000 acres or something. It's, like, like you could just kind of park wherever and go wherever because it it was just land everywhere and big ridges. And, I mean, it was wild. But uh, I think maybe just people – I mean, it was all out-of-state guys that we were running into. Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Michigan, uh, Kentucky. I mean, there was people from out-of-state. It was all out-of-state guys. That I didn't see all but a couple trucks that had Ohio plates on them.
0: What's, uh, what's something you learned this season that you feel could help people out?
1: Um, honestly, and it's going to sound funny coming from you because we've already talked about it a little bit, but I've been a big um rubber boots guy forever. I've worn mucks my entire hunting career, basically. Rubber boots that I love. You know, and my neighbor got me he said, Get you a pair of hiking boots to take over with you to Ohio. So I'm like, Okay, I'll try it out. I got me it wasn't I didn't even spend much. I think I spent like fifty bucks on this pair of camo hiking boots. I will never go back to a pair of rubber boots unless I have to cross water this i mean it's incredible i mean i'm sure people are laughing at me right now talking about it they're so comfortable compared to wearing a rubber boot you have the support the comfortability with the whatever sole that's in the boot i mean i felt like i could have walked 10 miles and not had a problem i mean it was that comfortable i i haven't i haven't switched back to rubber since i mean both pairs of my rubber mucks are in the garage and haven't seen my feet since
0: do you uh see i i always feel like i i've kind of wanted to drift that way too but i feel myself always walking through a ton of water so i'm kind of like scared to go that route but um at the same time i my my thing is not so much comfort but i feel like my feet just freeze in those rubber boots even the even the insulated ones because almost like as far as you walk your feet kind of sweat and then next thing you know you're sitting on a stand and your feet are freezing because (laughs) they're wet
1: but yeah i got those muck arctic rangers or whatever i mean they're rated to minus 29 or something like that but i've i've been in some really cold situations here the last couple weeks with getting in in the december late november and uh my feet have not gotten cold once in those uh, hiking boots. I mean, I'm wearing obviously like some um, some nice thick sock wool socks, but my feet have not gotten cold once. Like, not even close to being cold.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm definitely gonna listen Dude, to that. Dude, you
1: don't even have like I, like I said, I spent like fifty bucks on these boots yeah I, like i was like yeah i don't know if these are gonna work out and i kind of tried them on and they were they felt pretty comfortable but once i got with like the climber on my back or just when i had the bow in the backpack and went in there to hunt the ground like i was so comfortable on my feet and that's has been a change of pace i mean mucks are comfortable for the most part but it was like a whole new comfortable if yeah. that makes any sense
0: yeah it makes sense especially when you have a lot of weight like oh absolutely i mean by the time you get a summit even an aluminum summit on your back and water and camera gear and snack and whatever else you need like you can be getting upwards 40 50 pounds on your back like pretty quick oh absolutely um not to like um have regrets or anything but if there's one thing you could change about this season uh what would it be um
1: personally it would probably be just be um, take the stress off myself of putting too much pressure on myself to get all these videos and, you know, put everything together like that. And I think I, it would have turned out better for me if I would have just relaxed and, um, had fun with it. Like you're supposed to like the yeah. day that I went and killed the buck, I didn't have the camera. I was just, it was like good old Brett. You know, I just went out in the woods by myself, climbed up in a tree stand, didn't have a care in the world about anything and just had fun with it. And it turned out to be my best hunt this year.
0: Um, so season's not over in Indiana. Yeah. So what's your, what's your plans now?
1: Um, basically just stay behind the camera for a couple of weeks, uh, depending on uh, how it turns out um, filming, I guess, the next couple of weeks. I think uh loader season's de- December 4th through the 19th if I'm not mistaken I think those are the dates and uh I think if nothing happens before the 19th I'll probably be, be done I'll probably switch gears um get my waders out get my my floating gun case out you know and try to get on some of these ducks because that is fun it's a change of pace it's a whole different universe you know you know You know, everything starts freezing up, and we hit some of these rivers and cornfields and start smacking these birds, and it can be fun. But that's uh, short-lived because the season doesn't last very long. Because it came back in, you know, before Thanksgiving. Sometime, you know, people that are in the waterfowl game, they've been doing it for a couple weeks now. You know, while we were still focused on the deer, they've still been chasing ducks. You know. And uh, I think I'm just going to kind of switch gears and have fun and chase some birds. And then when the birds are done, I'll probably switch to a high powered rifle and maybe start chasing some coyotes around.
0: Cool. Uh, Maybe I'll uh, get you back on the show um, in the spring or something. And we'll go over some of that waterfowl stuff. I haven't had anybody on um, about waterfowl. I don't know anything about it. I didn't grow up doing it. I wouldn't know the first thing to do. um, So I'm sure there's other people like me that you could probably help out by yeah, giving well, all that info to. I learned to
1: waterfowl hunt really kind of where you live. Oh, like really? Southern Indiana, uh, Evansville, Vincennes. Oh, uh, that's
0: right. You went to Vincennes College, right? Yeah, I went to Vincennes yeah.
1: University, and that's yeah. where I learned to duck hunt and it. Um, as far as it kind of changed my life really because i was so focused on deer for such a long time that you know they took me out and i'm like yeah this is gonna be real fun we're gonna be standing in water looking for little ducks you know (laughs) and then it's like oh wow i think i might like this more than deer hunting which it kind (laughs) of took over my life for a few years but you know it'll never replace deer hunting that just has like a special place on me you know
0: are you going to take the camera out, I guess?
1: I, I might, I actually. Um, it's hard on certain places because I don't want to drop that yeah. camera or even get it close to water. But we do have some dry fields that we hit that the geese hit pretty hard, which would be fun to film. But uh, I don't know, man. I, maybe the GoPro or something, which would be fun. Maybe try to mount it to my gun or something, which would be kind of fun.
0: I'd be uh... – I'm not scared to take mine near water. I won't shoot, but I'll film.
1: Yeah, come on (laughs) with it, dude. I bet you'd have a blast. You would really like it.
0: Um, Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. I know we've been trying to kind of line this out. We've both been (laughs) busy. The rut's been on. I've been trying to kill deer and et cetera. So um, can you tell everybody where to find you on social media if they want to link up with you maybe um, potential guests for your show or they just want to get some info from you
1: absolutely you know we're on youtube uh, instagram facebook twitter just about any place you can have a social media account we have one blue river bow hunting um we have blue river bow hunting podcast. uh go on there and listen to some episodes and we'll have uh have you on here sometime soon and get you on there which it'd be kinda cool roles reverse and you know interview a little bit but uh yeah that's about anywhere you can
0: find us at on social media. I was gonna ask you, do you turkey hunt? Um so I didn't really grow up turkey hunting. Um I actually went a couple years ago one time had no idea really what I was doing. Kind of got my head in the game and thought I was going to go to Kentucky the next year because the, the bird population there is just like oh, absolutely. the river is just I go so there, much better.
1: I go there for a week every year.
0: <laughs> well, I decided to do that during COVID and um, waited to buy my license. and they yeah, shut, they shut they the out-of-state down. So I didn't go that year. <laughs> and then last year we were doing some work on our house. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll skip trying to do that because i gotta get it done so i can focus on on hunting in the fall so it right. didn't go last year so no never shot a turkey i'd love to but like i don't really know a whole lot about it
1: uh, even if we don't somehow we get a, a youtube collaboration this winter on some other stuff maybe we can team up and chase some birds i know you you guys got a lot more birds in southern indiana than we do up here
0: yeah um where do you go out in kentucky
1: uh actually it's right off lake cumberland near like a uh, somerset area oh yeah uh, uh I, I got some property i own some property down there and then my family has quite a bit down there and um hmm. i've been quite successful down there chasing birds
0: how come you're not going down there and, and bow hunting i have to ask you that before i let you go
1: uh i can't get away from my indiana deer hunt it's a lot different here than it is down there <laughs> them deer don't get very big down there <laughs> at least that i've seen anyways
0: all right, well, uh, it, it's kind of late. I'm sure you got to go to work tomorrow, so we'll we'll cut it off here. I appreciate you coming on the show, and uh, I look forward to seeing how your waterfowl season goes. Hell yeah,
1: I appreciate it. Yep, we'll catch up. See you, man. Yeah, see. Thanks, everybody.